Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking about a very important topic, which is one that I hold quite close to my heart. And it's definitely something that I have had to develop over the last couple of years. So I'll be touching on building emotional intelligence and unlocking vulnerability. Now, today's episode may be something a little bit different if it's your first time tuning in. I really do hope that you find today's episode useful. I would definitely suggest, you know, paying attention to this podcast. There's a lot of important things that I am going to share today and I truly believe that having emotional intelligence is something that is so important and it's fundamental but unfortunately a lot of us do not have emotional intelligence and I can definitely say that there were moments in my life where I thought (laughs) I had emotional intelligence but I definitely lacked it in a lot of areas which I'll definitely be touching on later on today and also I'll be vulnerable today on today's podcast you know really open up and share some of the things that I have been able to overcome as I have been growing and maturing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to today's episode. But I do want to kickstart the episode by reading a definition for you. If you've never heard of emotional intelligence or you're not quite sure what that is, I am going to read a definition for you so that you can understand it a bit clearer and so that we're all on the same page. So I got this definition from helpguide.org and the definition states, so I want you to pay attention, okay? Stay with me. Emotional intelligence, otherwise known as emotional quotient or EQ, if I got it wrong, you know what I mean, is the ability to understand, use and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges and diffuse conflict. I do want to repeat the last one, diffuse conflict. (laughs) Just in case anyone missed that one. Emotional intelligence helps you build stronger relationships, succeed at school and work and achieve your career and personal goals. It can also help you to connect with your feelings, turn intention into action and make informed decisions about what matters most to you. Now, this is so important and it's something we don't talk about. We don't really consciously speak to our friends about, oh, emotional intelligence. You know, I need to start developing that. What about you? You know, it's not something we speak about in our day-to-day lives, but it's so important. And I can definitely say for me, I've always kind of been of the opinion that, you know, emotions are bad. You know, I shouldn't have emotions. I shouldn't show my emotions, which I guess is a bit different for a, a woman because generally women tend to be more sensitive and display their emotions. But that has never been me. I've always been the kind of person that if I am emotional about something, I'm gonna go to the toilet. <laughs> You're not gonna see me cry. If you catch me crying, I just didn't, I wasn't able to run away in time. But I always found it very difficult to display my emotions. And I always kind of felt that I needed to be strong, I needed to keep my emotions at bay. And in some ways, you could say that that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, because our emotions aren't always good. Our emotions don't always encourage us to do the right thing, which is correct. But emotional intelligence is not about being an emotional person or a sensitive person. It's being able to control your emotions and being able to actually relieve stress in a positive way. And I could definitely say, especially in those times in my early teens, so around say 15, 16, I was going through a lot of emotional issues. I was very moody. I remember at the time I Googled my symptoms and I think it said that I sounded like, it wasn't bipolar, I think it was called unipolar or unipolar, I may be pronouncing it wrong, but I was going through a lot of emotions, I, you know, I had moments that I was very depressed, very down, I had no motivation to live, I, I hated myself, I had a lot of emotional issues, but 
again, did I speak to anyone about this? No, I didn't because I felt that I needed to deal with it by myself. I needed to be strong. So even in times where I was breaking down literally and I needed help, I needed, you know, to speak to someone. And it's not like I didn't have people I could speak to. My mom was very supportive and she was definitely someone I could have spoken to, but I didn't because I just felt One, it was very difficult for me to actually articulate my feelings and explain how I felt. And also there was that other side of me that didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be seen as weak. And I can definitely say this lack of emotional intelligence, I'm going to break down four different ways that you can assess your level of emotional intelligence. And then I'll kind of get back to my original point. Hopefully I don't forget. So the four ways are self-management so essentially self-control being able to control your emotions not necessarily control them in terms of like I'm going to be happy now I'm going to be sad now but being able to not allow negative emotions to influence you I think that's the key thing of course there are some emotions we have which are good and we should relish those emotions we should be happy you know when we're feeling up we shouldn't you know say oh I, I shouldn't be happy of course not there's a balance in everything But self-management, being able to be in control of yourself despite your emotions. So even if you are feeling sad, you're not going to now decide to just kick your neighbor's car in because you're upset. (laughs) You're not going to decide to just do something irrational or something that's going to harm yourself or someone else as a result of your emotions. So it's you being able to be in control. And this is also very relevant when it comes to anger. There are a lot of people when they get angry, irritated, frustrated, whatever you want to call it. Some people, they don't like to say angry, but that's what it is. They then lose their cool. And then they'll be like, oh, that person took me out of myself. No, they didn't. You are supposed to be in control. This is a part of emotional intelligence. And I also, something I'm thinking as I'm saying this right now, I realize that for a lot of people, we shift the blame. When we act on our emotions in a negative way, we blame the other person. Oh, I reacted like that because they triggered me, because they pushed my buttons. And at the end of the day, when you say statements like that and you shift the blame, you put the power onto that person. Or you even say, oh, it was the devil, the devil made me do it. Yeah, that's the one. The devil's at work. But yes, okay, the devil is at work. The devil's very real. However, you made the conscious decision, maybe it was a very quick or split decision to react in the way that you did. So it's very important to take responsibility for your actions because this is all a part of having emotional intelligence. Maybe you've even reacted in the wrong way. Your kids are getting on your nerve, you shouted at them and you didn't mean to. When you're someone who's emotionally intelligent, it doesn't mean you're perfect, you will make mistakes, but it also links into the next thing, which is self-awareness. You're going to have self-awareness to be able to identify and say, do you know what? I'm sorry. You know, I shouldn't have reacted in that way. I'm having a bad day. You're going to have the self-awareness to be able to recognize when you are not reacting in the correct way, be able to recognize your strengths, your weakness, and when your emotions are heated and, you know, are at bay. So again, self-awareness is something I've always been, I've been speaking about self-awareness for a very long time on this podcast, and it's such an important topic, and I've come to realize a lot of us lack self-awareness. There's definitely been moments in my life that I have lacked self-awareness, and I definitely say the pandemic helped me to develop self-awareness so much, because I actually, for a long time, had time to think and pause and stop and really reflect on my life. I wasn't able to hide behind the busyness of life anymore. I had to then really take time to think and reflect and make adjustments that I needed to make. So again, self-awareness is another thing. Being able to identify your emotions, being able to assess, you know, hmm, 
this isn't healthy. I need to stop allowing myself to go to this negative place. The next aspect is all about social awareness, being able to have empathy, being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes to understand how they may be feeling or thinking or experiencing. And empathy is definitely something I lacked in some areas. When someone would do something that was completely different to what I would do, I would always think like, why would you even do that? It doesn't make sense to me. And I definitely lacked empathy in some aspects because if I wouldn't react in that way, I couldn't actually understand why someone else would react otherwise and of course we're all different we're all wired differently we've all had different experiences we all have different weaknesses and tendencies and empathy is very important for you to be able to connect with someone on an emotional level especially in a relationship sense whether that's a friendship or a romantic relationship or even your family it's important for you to be able to have empathy and sometimes when you lack empathy you constantly project your feelings and your ideas onto other people so maybe someone is coming to you sharing their day what happened with them or even telling you something really personal and then when you lack empathy you're then inserting your own ideas your own feelings oh if i was in that position i would have done this Nine times out of the ten, when someone is sharing something with you, something personal or something that happened to them, they're not really sharing for your opinion, they're sharing for you to listen. In the moment that person is sharing that intimate information with you, that sensitive information with you, that is an opportunity for you to connect with that person on a deeper level. When someone is being vulnerable with you, you should feel privileged. It's not easy to be vulnerable. We live in a society where we constantly feel like we need to be strong. We need to show up. We need to, you know, be on top of the world, superwoman, superman, but that's not the reality. And this is the reason why a lot of people are committing suicide because again, they lack emotional intelligence. And sometimes, because maybe in moments where they've tried to be vulnerable with others, they haven't been received well. And as a result, they feel like I need to carry this burden on my own. And sometimes, especially when you're dealing with negative emotions by yourself, you're no longer thinking rationally. You can then do things that are going to harm you. You're then going to do things that maybe you wouldn't have normally done, but because you don't have an outside insight into what's going on, it's very easy for you to go in a downward spiral. And this is why it's important when someone is being vulnerable with you or vice versa to just listen. Just let, even if you don't understand, even if you what, even if you think what they're saying is a bit is overly sensitive, it's not how you would react. Don't deflect. Don't you know insert your own way into it. Don't make it about you. Just listen to that person. A lot of us like to say we're good listeners. We put it on our CV, but again, in these moments, that's where you really see if you're a good listener or not. Be present in that moment and listen to what that person has to say. Don't make it about you but really assess what does this person need from me right now? Do they need me to listen to them? Do they need my advice? Do they even want my advice? That's the, that's the part to really think about. Um, something I say to my husband when I'm sharing things with him and he then tries to give me advice and I'm like, babe, I, I really don't want your advice right now. I'm actually just sharing this with you for you to listen. And he's like, okay, fair enough. But honestly, it's important to have that level of honesty with each other. And sometimes it's the same. He's telling me something and I'm trying to give him advice and he doesn't want that right now. So I think it's very important which also leads on to the next thing, which is relationship management. This is a very important part and something I wanna highlight, and I have spoken about this before, but in a different capacity. There are a lot of people that find it difficult to maintain relationships. For some people, developing relationships is easy, but the maintenance part is difficult. There are people that are not able to keep friendships for over a long period of time. When I say long period, for some people it might be a year, 
it might be five years. They don't have any friendships that they've been able to maintain over the course of time. And this is important because, okay, yes, you may say that maybe situations changed, they moved houses, they moved out further from where they were and where their friends were. And again, of course, not all friendships are for life. Some friendships are seasonal. But if you find that you have a pattern in your life where you are never able to keep any friendship for a long period of time, that would be a cause of concern. And you have to think why. And also looking at how those friendships ended and why they ended. Now, if they just ended amicably, you know, you just outgrew each other, then that's different. But if all your friendships are constantly ending in conflict, are constantly ending in some kind of real housewives of Atlanta or Potomac (laughs) drama, then you've got to think something is not right. Perhaps, yes, you may be choosing the wrong friends. There may have been toxic friendships, but what part of those situations did you contribute? You may say, oh, I'm just a good person. I like to help people. But perhaps you're constantly allowing toxic people into your life in in the name of trying to help them. There's a book that I'm reading, we're reading this month in my book club called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. And I definitely recommend this book. At the beginning, I was struggling to get into it. But now that I'm into the book, there are a lot of really, really good points in there, which I'll definitely share at some point. And something he speaks about is having friends that want the best for you. And this is a very important aspect. Perhaps there's people in your life that you may like them, you may have memories with that person. But again, is that, does that person actually want what's best for you? Is that person actually good for you? You know, are they benefiting your life? Are they a good example to you? Are they encouraging you to do what is good or are they a bad influence on you? As much as we all like to believe that we're autonomous and we can make our own decisions for ourselves, at the same time, we can also to be very easily influenced. So it's really, really important to ensure that you are surrounding yourself with healthy relationships. And this is also another part of emotional intelligence and being able to, like I said, develop and maintain healthy relationships. Perhaps you have many relationships, you have lots of friendships, you have, you know, lots of close relationships with your family. But what I want you to assess is, are those relationships actually healthy? Are there certain people in your life that after you leave their presence, you feel down, you feel depressed, you'll start to doubt yourself, you start to, you know, think things, think about things that maybe you weren't thinking about before in the negative aspect. And again, if this is the case, you've got to think, is this relationship actually healthy for me? And now I want to read something with you, read something to you from the book. So again, the book is called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson, not sponsored, but I thought I'd recommend this to you. Um, it's a little bit lengthy, what I want to read, but it's stick with me. You're going you're gonna to see why I'm reading it. So he said, if you have a friend whose friendship you wouldn't recommend to your sister or your father or your son, why would you have such a friend for yourself? You might say out of loyalty. Well, loyalty is not identical to stupidity. Loyalty must be negotiated fairly and honestly. Now, when I read this, I started laughing. I read this yesterday and I was like, do you know what? It's true because I've done this many times. There's friendships that I had that were so toxic. They were not, you know, reciprocal at all. I was forcing the friendship. I was always trying to make things work. I was always the one to reach out. And I was the one that was dragging the friendship along. (laughs) and sometimes these friendships were so toxic but I'm like oh I want to help the personal we've been friends for such a long time and because of this loyalty aspect I was really just damaging myself out of the name of loyalty which really thinking about it now like you said to be honest it is stupidity but the next quote I want to read to you from the book is this friendship is a reciprocal arrangement you are not morally obliged to support someone who is making the world a worse place 
quite the opposite. You should choose people who want things to be better, not worse. It's a good thing, not a selfish thing, to choose people who are good for you. It's appropriate and praiseworthy to associate with people whose lives would be improved if they saw your life improve. And honestly, it get it gets better, guys. If you surround yourself with people who support your upward aim, they will not tolerate your cynicism and destructiveness. Because let's be real, sometimes we can be our biggest cynics and we can also be very destructive to ourselves. They will instead encourage you when you do good for yourself and others and punish you carefully when you do not, of course, in a healthy way. So maybe just telling you about yourself or really saying, friend, you might want to think about what you're doing because I don't think you're leading yourself down the right path. This will help bolster your resolve to do what you should do in the most appropriate and careful manner. People who are not aiming up will do the opposite. They will offer a former smoker a cigarette and a former alcoholic a beer. They will become jealous. This is what I want to highlight. When you succeed or do something pristine, they will withdraw their presence or support or actively punish you for it. They will override your accomplishment with a past action, real or imaginary of their own. Now, guys, when I read this yesterday, as you can see, I highlighted a lot from this book. I was like, whoa, this right here. And this is this is what led us to today's podcast. I thought this is why emotional intelligence is important. If I ever have children, I will be teaching them about emotional intelligence because I do feel like, especially our generation, millennials and younger, we are lacking emotional intelligence. Although, to be honest, some of our parents lacked it too. But as a whole, I'm finding there are so many people that they lack self-control. They cannot control their emotions. They act out and then they say, oh, I just couldn't control myself. I was just in my feelings. Okay, yes, you were in your feelings, but you need to be in control of your actions as a result of those feelings. And a lot of people are lacking that. There are people that are still in relationships that they know deep down it's not going anywhere. That person is constantly being unfaithful, constantly disrespecting you. It's an abusive relationship, it's toxic. You know, it's even affecting your physical health. You're not happy, you're you're getting to a stage where you're always worried all the time, always anxious. And And you know, deep down this relationship brings no peace, but brings war brings worry to my life but still you hold on to it and this is a sign that you lack emotional intelligence and this may not just be for a romantic relationship it could be family it could be family too sometimes unfortunately there are people that have family members in their life that are also very toxic and sometimes they may say or do things which are detrimental to you but again because they're family you feel like you have to be loyal and yes I'm all for blood is thicker than water and all that good stuff but you also have to think how is this affecting me and this is where emotional intelligence comes in because you need to be able to decipher when that person's influence is affecting you negatively I'm not saying when you're you're doing something wrong and your family corrects you that's different that's good you need to keep people around you who will correct you when you are wrong people who will see you doing wrong and encourage you those people are not your friends they are waiting for your downfall or simply they just have the same ideals as you and you can all be losers together (laughs) in essence but it's good to have people around you who will hold you to a higher standard people around you who will be honest with you and say do you know what you messed up you you need to work on that you know that is important to have because sometimes we can think we're always right Sometimes we can think we know what we're doing, but sometimes we're just figuring it out. And I just want to go back a little bit and review the four 
aspects of emotional intelligence. So you can really think about everything that I've been speaking about. So self-management slash self-control, self-awareness, being aware of yourself. It's not always other people. It's not always I did this because that person did that. Sometimes it's you. And even if you find that you have certain patterns in your life that you're not happy with, maybe in your career, maybe there are opportunities that you're always going for, but you're never receiving those opportunities. And you have to then think, what may, what am I doing wrong or what can I improve on that's going to help me to move forward? Because perhaps you are self-sabotaging yourself. Maybe there's things that you're doing that you're not self-aware about. Perhaps you're someone that's always late. Perhaps you're someone that's always negative or you're not a pleasure to be around. And these things, again, can affect you negatively. So this is where emotional intelligence comes in. There are many people that even your romantic relationships, they're never, they never work out or they're never healthy because you lack self-awareness. You shift the blame constantly onto your partner. You can always see what they do wrong, but you can never identify what you do wrong. And this is why having emotional intelligence is important. And it really ties into vulnerability because in order for you to truly be vulnerable, you need to be someone that has emotional intelligence. And like I said to you earlier, I lacked emotional intelligence in the sense that I struggled to be able to, you know, share my emotions, to be able to let people in. For a long time, I didn't trust anyone. And again, that that wasn't emotionally intelligent. Of course, trust is something that has to be earned. And there are moments in, t- in life where I've trusted people and they've let me down. This has even happened in 2021. But instead of me being like, you know what, I'm not going to trust anyone now because this person let me down, I've had to learn from that and be like, okay, I just know that I can't trust that person. Not everyone is the same. I cannot paint everyone with the same brush, but I just have to learn from this situation. And this is why it's important because sometimes when we've been hurt, we then see everyone else through the eyes of that hurt. And that's not healthy because sometimes you'll even miss out on great opportunities, great relationships in life because, again, you're you're living through the eyes of your trauma. And that's what's something that I really, really wanted to highlight. Going back to what I was saying before about when I was younger, I lacked emotional intelligence because I would always bottle everything up. I would never share what was going on and I would always get to points where I would then implode because everything just started to build up, build up, build up to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. So as I've gotten older, I, of course, I've improved since then, you know, thankfully I'm no longer depressed and I haven't felt depressed in a very, very long time in over 10 years now and I really thank God for that it's really a miracle um because that was one of the worst times of my life really I remember there were times I'd even just be walking and I was like a zombie it's like I was so lifeless I would even look at cars going by just hoping that someone just kill me and knock me over I know that sounds quite crude but that's how I felt and to now be in a space in my life where, of course, things aren't perfect. I have days where I'm sad. I have days where I'm not motivated. I have days where I'm like, oh, this is long. <laughs> but I'm not in that space that I was before. Now I'm in a space in my life where I can assess my emotions. And I could definitely say that getting married helped me to improve my emotional intelligence. It pushed me to be more vulnerable because something that I found was, of course, in your friendships, your friends may upset you, they may annoy you, or even your family. And sometimes you'll just kind of brush it under the carpet and just keep it moving because you're not seeing that person every day. You're not living with that person, you know. But in marriage, of course, we always speak about communication being important and an aspect of that communication is being able to communicate your feelings, being able to communicate your thoughts. And there have been definitely been times where my husband has said or done something that hurt me. And at first I'd try to be like, oh, do you know, what? it's nothing. You know, I try to ignore it. But then I'd see that, do you know what? 
I'm not over this. I actually need to speak about it. And something I found, especially in my first year of marriage, was that I struggled to be able to be, like, to really be able to articulate myself and say what was wrong. And I found that deep down, I had that fear of, I don't want to be seen as sensitive. I don't want to be seen as weak. Because again, going back to the idea, I need to be strong. I need to be strong. Strong black woman, all of that good stuff. But I realized how unhealthy that was. And I also realized the importance of me being vulnerable. If I'm not open and honest with my husband, who am I going to be open and honest with? Let's talk about that. But not only that, me keeping things in is going to affect myself and it's also going to affect the relationship. So I knew that I needed to be more open and being vulnerable is not easy. There's times where I felt like this little girl and it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, but I know I need to talk about it. But the more that you can allow yourself to be vulnerable, you can unlock that vulnerability, you can be open with someone, the better you're going to feel. And, you know, in doing so, when when you're vulnerable with someone, it really helps you to build intimacy and trust in that relationship. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be vulnerable with everybody and you need to wear your heart on your sleeves. That is not my point, because again, that's not emotionally intelligent. Not everyone can be trusted and not everybody deserves to see the vulnerable side of you. That's another part. People need to earn that. And again, in moments where you are vulnerable, that's an opportunity or someone, if you're on the other end of it, that's an opportunity for you to build trust. That's an opportunity for you to build a greater level of intimacy in your relationship with that person. And that's why being someone who truly listens is important. I'm learning this. When people are speaking to me about something, I'm learning to just shut up and listen and to not say anything. I even say sometimes, oh, do you want my advice? (laughs) Because maybe they don't want it. That's another thing to also think about as well. So really just listening, really just sometimes just being present for that person is so important. But yes, so this is why I wanted to highlight vulnerability is not a bad thing vulnerability is healthy and I think especially for men a lot of men they lack vulnerability because again there's that pressure of you need to be strong men don't cry real men don't cry real men don't show their emotions and this is probably why the suicide rate amongst men is ridiculously high and it's sad and as much as even sometimes women may say oh men you need to show your emotions sometimes when they do show their emotions you then reinforce those ideas of why they need to be strong So that's definitely something to think about. You know, having emotions is not bad. If they were, God would not allow us to have emotions. But the key is being able to control those emotions, especially when they're negative and not allowing them to um, cause you to make decisions that you're later going to regret. Of course, we're human and it happens sometimes, but not allowing that to be a continuous pattern in your life. And also, how can emotional intelligence affect us? Lack of emotional intelligence or even having emotional intelligence can affect your performance. So if you're someone that's studying, if you're someone who gets very overwhelmed, anxious, worried, this can affect your performance, right? Because in your exam, you're not able to concentrate. You're not able to remember the information that you know. And again, that will affect your performance. The same at work. Also, it can affect your physical health, you know, because of your stress, you're getting high blood pressure, maybe you're getting migraines, perhaps you're always anxious. So you can just see how our emotions and lack thereof can really affect us in different aspects of our life. Also in our mental health, if you're someone that's constantly worried and anxious, you're then going to be more prone to depression and other mental health issues. So it's super important to really be able to assess where you are. And one thing I want to really highlight is do not be ashamed, do not be embarrassed to admit when you are struggling. I think the key is really just identifying who in your life, who in your circle can you truly be open and honest with. And if you say, do you know what, to be honest, I have no one around me that I can be open and honest with 
then look for external help. You know, seek help through a therapist. Because sometimes when you're having a lot of emotional issues that you're not dealing with, you're suppressing them, you're putting them to the side. Or maybe, let's say you're someone that has faith, you have a particular religion, maybe you're just like, oh, I'll just pray about it. But perhaps you're praying about it, but there are certain actions that you also need to take that are going to supplement those prayers. You know, you can't just pray away certain issues. Sometimes you have to deal with the nitty gritty. And that's another thing as well. I think sometimes, especially as Christians, I speak as a Christian because I'm a Christian, we sometimes use prayer as an excuse to not deal with certain issues. We're like, oh, but I prayed about it, but it's still affecting you. So that shows that you still haven't yet healed and there's still other work that needs to be done. And also it can affect your relationships, like I said before. And social intelligence, that's another aspect. For some people, they lack social intelligence in the sense that they're not able to assess who's their friend and who's not their friend. Sometimes you have frenemies in your life who are showing you from their actions that they're not your friend. But again, because you lack that social intelligence, you're just kind of like still holding on to the relationship. And also just being able to read the room, being able to assess and also have, you know, a, what's the word? I don't want to say judging people, but being able to assess being able to assess how people interact with you, being able to pick up on those social cues, you know, sometimes those things that people may say or do and being able to make a, ju- a, a wise and sound judgment from that. That's also something that's very important. I really hope that you guys took something away from today's episode, but to just kind of wrap up the topic, one thing I want to highlight, one thing I want you to think about today is are you someone who is emotionally intelligent in the sense that you have that self-management, you have that self-control? Of course, it may not be 100% of the time because it certainly isn't for me. Self-awareness. Are you someone who's self-aware? Are you able to reflect and be able to identify what your emotions are, what your weaknesses and your strengths are? Or are you someone who only knows your weaknesses, but you struggle to know your strengths? Again, social awareness. Are you someone who is socially aware? Are you someone that is able to see outside of what you're going through and be able to see that other people have their own struggles? Are you someone who is able to build relationships, healthy relationships with others, or is this something you struggle with? So I want you to really think about that a little bit more. And again, if you have any questions, if you enjoyed today's episode and you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, do leave a rating, leave a review. Feel free, if you follow me on Instagram, send me you know, a DM, let me know how you found today's episode, if you enjoyed it, if you found it helpful, I would love to find out what you know what part stood out to you and again share this with someone else I'm sure there's someone in your life that could benefit from listening to this podcast I think something that's very important and something that helped me to start building on my emotional intelligence was developing more self-awareness having moments to myself alone where I could think where I could reflect how am I doing how am I okay am I really okay because sometimes we're so busy in the mix of things we're doing a lot or we're trying to help everyone, but are you helping yourself? That's another thing. Are you helping yourself? There's something else that I read in the book was speaking about treat yourself like someone you are responsible to take care of. Sometimes you are more careful and responsible when it comes to taking care of someone else, but when it comes to yourself, you don't give yourself that same level of grace. So looking after yourself, are you looking after your mental health? Are you looking after your physical health, your financial health? That's another thing. And sometimes when you lack that self-management when it comes to your emotions, that can then lead you to developing other addictions. When we say addictions, it doesn't necessarily mean drugs or alcohol. It could be the internet. It could be an addiction to social media. It could be addiction to 
spending hello again so even all those little things you can see how how important emotional intelligence actually is i do hope that you guys found today's episode useful i hope you have a great rest of your week we're coming to the end of july i cannot believe it i don't know where 2021 is going But anyways, and as we wrap up, I do want to encourage you all that are listening. I have some very great news if you if you don't already know. My husband recently launched his mobile app game called Runner Beans. He's been working on it for a couple of years now. And I'm honestly so proud of him seeing him going from telling me about the idea to actually now having the game available on Google Play Store and it's also on um, Play Store for iOS users as well, whatever that's called. I'm an Android user, so I can't remember the name. But yeah, the game is free, so download it, download Runner Beans. I will put the link to his link tree in the description so you can easily find it if you're struggling to find it. But definitely check out the game. Like I said, it's free. And do leave him a review for him, let him know how you found it. That would be absolutely useful. So that's my little request from you today. That would be a really great gift to receive from you. And thank you so much for listening. For those of you that have been faithful, faithful listeners that have been rocking with me i am so grateful that you're here to listen to what i have to say i do hope you found today's episode useful have a great rest of your week and i will be back with you next thursday